1: If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy Sirius XM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of Sirius XM outside the car for free. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone at home and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new Sirius XM streaming subscribers. Sirius XM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted
0: Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer and the birthday boy, Bully Ray. First of all, we celebrate Bully's birthday. and Everyone from the nation wants to wish him a happy birthday. But we also get into Monday Night Raw from last night. Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre and, of course, that awesome women's tag team main event. We get into all that leading up to Extreme Rules on Sunday also. AEW, because we're going to get AEW Fight for the Fallen on Wednesday night. And one of the big matches is Cody with that TNT AEW championship going up against Sonny Kiss. And to talk about it, Sonny Kiss talks about not only the match, but his career and how he got into pro wrestling right now on the Busted Open podcast. Happy birthday, Bully. You love this birthday bullshit, don't you? Oh, I love birthdays and weddings are like my two favorite celebrations i love them both so i've been married multiple times
2: uh, i have a funny feeling that the next three hours you're gonna be in a jovial mood great you know a lot of a little a ha- lot of happy birthday stuff and then tomorrow you're gonna to expect the whole birthday thing to be reciprocated well i mean no i i'm not
0: that way you know me I, I love to celebrate other people. I, I hate making a spectacle of myself. You know that. Tomorrow's your birthday.
2: It's tomorrow's listen, a big day for you. To forget about tomorrow. It's not about tomorrow. It's about today. All now right, I, all right. Bully, I'm gonna let you guys I, have your fun. Birthdays are not that big of a deal to me, but I'm gonna let you guys have your fun. We're gonna celebrate. We're gonna have a good time today.
0: Yes, and, and you're not like you're not the celebratory type, obviously. You're a bully. So you're not definitely big not on, celibate. No, yeah, not yeah. celibate. Yeah. Well, that no. I know. But oh. I but I yeah. did get you a card. So can I give you your, you know, by virtual Zoom?
2: Can I give you the card that I got for you? L- Remember how things let, w- worked out last time you tried to give somebody a present? I know it didn't work out well for me. All right. So let's, okay, you got a virtual card. Yeah, well, it's not virtual. I mean, it's a card,
0: but I have to show it to you virtually because obviously we're not in the same room. Because You're going to read pandemic. it to the nation? I want the
2: nation yeah, to I'm know gonna, what your card well, says to me.
0: Sure. So, you know, again, you know, here's the
2: envelope. Got gotcha, yeah. you know, it's happy hap, happy birthday. Wait a, minute, wait a minute. That's made out to Cody and you scratched out That's... Cody's name and you wrote bully on top of it. No,
0: no. I mean I obviously you can't really see it that well because you're on your laptop must not have a high definition
2: It screen, says but it clearly Cody. says happy birthday. Bully it has, says, happy they birthday, bullied- Cody, and then you scratch out Cody, and you wrote bully. Okay, all right. So right off the bat, we're getting re-gifted. You're gonna this open is up, an look episode of Seinfeld already. Look at this.
0: Look at this. Look at, you know, happy birthday. Look, it's got uh, Han Solo there. I know you're a big Star Wars guy, Han Solo. And then, you know, the nice message I put, you know,
2: what's to my What's the nice friend- message? Again, yeah, read it. Why did you say sa- to my good friend Cody? It says, dear, it says, dear bully. And what I about made the like name that dra- scratched off? Wait, wait the name that you scribbled out and scratched off, what name was written there, or did you spell my name wrong?
0: No, I, know I, 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 it's just a, it's a little design thing. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you mean there. What, it's,
2: what, it's, what, what know, kind of design know. is that? It's, it's like, a, like a little design that I made with the pen, like a little drawing. It's a drawing there. It looked like you sneezed and wrote Cody's name.
0: I, I, I don't know who that is,
2: but anyway, happy you birthday. Took the card, you. you took the card that you were going to yeah. give to Cody. You cheap bastard. You couldn't even go get me a card. You scribbled out Cody's name. You wrote my name in. And oh, you bully. were going to give Cody, and I know why you were going to give Cody the Han Solo card. Because you know that Cody loves Luke Skywalker. Yes. That didn't big go Luke so guy. well for you.
0: Well, he never, we never got to that. But why waste? You know, I'm buying a house, you know. Lack of funds are, runs those pockets. Do not run deep.
2: So you know why not recycle?
0: Uh, you know, we just recycle the card a little bit. It's not that.
2: Uh, not that I'm big sure of he, a deal. W- what are you going to do? Re- recycle the Carvel cake that you threw in the trash too? I'm, I believe me. If I could, I would. <laughs> uh, that was probably
0: one of the worst decisions I ever made in my life. Was throwing that Carvel cake in the dumpster.
2: So uh, before we get started today, I do want to give a shout out and a thank you to all of uh, our great nation members from the nation show who took to social media last night and made me a pretty cool video wishing me a happy birthday, about 15 of them. It was Joe from North Carolina, Christina, Mongrovian Mike, who botched the entire thing, completely screwed up. Deb Housen was there. Uh, Scott from Long Island, I believe, was there. I'm I'm missing a bunch of names, but it doesn't matter. You guys know who I'm talking about. Uh, Thank you for the video. It was a lot of fun. I appreciated it. And as of last night, you're all still blocked.
0: Wow, blocking left and right. But, you know, it is your birthday, and I know you don't like to make a big deal about your birthday, but as you know, Bully, it does come down to family. You and I are family, Gabby, Guns, Daniela, Mike Morano, the intern, George, and Doug, our engineers. We're all one big happy family here on Busted Open. But also the nation is our family as well. So I'm guessing that we're going to have a lot of nation members call in today to wish you a happy birthday. And you could do that, 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT93. Give us a call. Wish Bully a happy birthday. You know, it only happens once a year, Bully. And when you start getting to a certain age, you know, it's time you got to celebrate your life a little bit. You've had an amazing Hall of Fame career, for crying out loud. You're in an awesome job. You know, it's not, I know it's not quite what you, you know, it's not the Bully Ray show. It's still busted open, but, you know, you still,
2: you know, have a lot to be happy and proud give me, of. Give me time. Give me time. <laughs> give me time. I want to turn it into a game show after yesterday's train wreck. Oh, I thought yesterday was a lot of fun. Yesterday. Welcome and bu- to the Bully Ray
0: Show. i tell you what, Bully. I had, uh, I thought, and this is rare. This is rare, not, not just for busted open, just rare in general, where you have such a, a positive reaction to something that we weren't sure how it was going to go over. Um, the nation seemed to really love our uh, chair dance competition. Who would have thought? a chair dance competition over the radio would would go as well as yesterday did. The video will be coming out. Hopefully it will be coming out within the next 24 hours. We'll get some video of what took place yesterday. Um, you did a phenomenal job as the host and play-by-play announcer. Uh, I mean, the, the judges, Tawny and, and RJ City and Tommy, were absolutely phenomenal. RJ City is, I mean, just... Maybe one of my favorite people of all most entertaining people of all time. And then you know, Conrad, though sixteen minutes late to the competition, did a good job. and then bitching and moaning about he lost, well, you know, he could he he, he should have been disqualified for being sixteen minutes late to the competition. Mark Henry won fair and square in my opinion. He did the nation proud. he did the show proud. and I thought honestly, he was the winner. Um, I, as RJ cities said, I relied too much on the gimmick. I was a, I was a gimmick with no substance and I lost, but you know what? I don't care. I thought it was phenomenal. And the fact we did an hour of the chair dance competition and got such a positive reaction. I thought that was a lot of fun and who knows where bully the game show host
2: might creep up again sometime in the
0: near future.
2: I'm looking forward to doing it again. And now that I've seen what this chair dancing thing is, I want to throw my name into the hat. I'm officially challenging Mark Henry to a chair dancing dance-off. Wow. Yep. I want to chair dance Mark Henry. I'm laying it down, throwing down the gauntlet. I saw his moves yesterday. I can top it. Wow. Without a doubt. I want to take... Mark Henry's chair dancing championship. Boom. One, two, three. Hit him with my chair dancing finish right in the middle and pin his ass.
0: I, I mean, Bully, I, I've I i got to admit, watching Mark yesterday, he deserves that championship belt, which he's going to get. He deserves the crown to be called champion. He had some tremendous moves. Man, I, I hope you know what you're saying because Mark really impressed me with his chair dancing yesterday.
2: No, I'm going to beat him. I'm wow. going to beat him. My chair dancing moves are superior. I want Uh. Mark Henry
1: rules America with Eddie Maguire. One of the game's greats is Nick Revolt
2: has a great connection to America because the love of his life is from... She's from Texas.
0: First of all, how did you meet? There are two versions to this story and my version is we met in Vegas. Her version is we met in Nevada. Right. So so one...
1: (laughs) Catch new episodes Thursdays at 6pm Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and listen at home with Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant or however you stream in the house.
0: Let's talk about... Raw from last night. I think all in all, a pretty good show. The go-home show before we get to Extreme Rules that's taking place on Sunday. The horror show ah, at Extreme Rules that's taking place on Sunday. Overall, Bully, what did you think of what we
2: saw last night? As we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks when it comes to Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, or NXT looking as as all these shows is just a form of entertainment for the couple of hours that we're getting them. I thought overall Raw did a good job last night. There were a lot of things on the show that I liked. Um, It was an entertaining three hours. I liked the way they opened up. I I really liked the way they closed the show. They peppered in some great stuff. Um, And once again, I am going to go on record and say, give the Iconics their own show on the WWE Network.
0: Yes, I totally agree. Once again, just pure entertainment from the Iconics last night. But, you know, we just heard the sound, and this is going to be, I would think, your main event on Sunday, and that is Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. You know, Drew McIntyre getting the best of Dolph Ziggler once again so let me ask you, Bully, Like, did they do enough to get you excited for what we're going to see on Sunday? And also, the one thing hanging over this match is what the stipulation is going to be uh, for this match on Sunday.
2: Are you excited? Did they get you excited last night? I, I, I'm going to watch the show. I can't say that I'm super excited. There's nothing that I'm, I I can really get into like super emotionally But I'm gonna watch the show. I think I'll hopefully I'll enjoy the show, and we'll be on next Monday. You know, talking about how they did a good job at Extreme Rules. How much of a build has there really been? I mean, do we think anything major is going to happen? Will this just be another? Will this just be a placeholder to get them to SummerSlam? Like all I can expect from the WWE right now is just to give me two and a half to three hours. Of a good pay-per-view on Sunday. That's what I'm looking for. Because that's what I look for on Raw, three hours of entertaining TV. SmackDown, two hours of entertaining TV. I don't think they can do any much right now. You know, I think it's about small storylines right now, not big ones. Yeah, and I
0: agree with you. And, And Extreme Rules, and we've talked about this over the years... Like extreme rules, it's just kind of been done so much that it really doesn't. It doesn't really feel special. Though when you look at what's going to take place on Sunday, it is extremely unique. Like I think we are going to get uh, some of those cinematic matches. I think this is even who knows Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. We don't know what the stipulation is. What's that going to be? The one thing that's very, very strange in the buildup with Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre on Paper Bully, like Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre doesn't really excite you because, as you've said before, on SmackDown, Dolph Ziggler was just a piece of a puzzle that was the story with Otis and Mandy. And then he comes over, gets traded to Monday Night Raw, one of the most lopsided trades of all time with AJ Styles. But now here he is on Raw and immediately gets a title shot with Drew McIntyre. So there's not a lot of uh, juice to Dolph Ziggler. But at the same time, Bully, they haven't really built a lot of juice to Dolph Ziggler because most of the time on Monday Night Raw, the segment ends with either him running away or him flat on his back after a Claymore. So it's interesting that not at all at any time during this build has Dolph Ziggler gotten the best of Drew McIntyre could that be a little bit of a hint of a change on Sunday and what is this stipulation going to be is there any way on God's green earth
2: that Dolph Ziggler wins this match on Sunday against Drew McIntyre does he win I highly doubt it but I do have an idea for the match and I'll tell you what it is go ahead What's the one thing that has been happening to DZ where he's been talking about more than anything else when it comes to Drew McIntyre? The fact
0: that he made Drew McIntyre, there were partners. If it wasn't for him, he would not be
2: champion. Dolph also keeps talking about his finish. Keeps talking about the Claymore, right? Yeah. What do we hate about no-holds-barred matches? That there's really no
0: holds that are actually barred. Like, you know, pile Piledriver, we, we guess is barred. But, you know, again, they don't talk about that on TV. And, you know, it really doesn't make any sense in this landscape of the WWE currently.
2: What if the stipulation is Dolph says that the Claymore is barred? And if Drew uses the Claymore... He is automatically disqualified. Thus, Dolph wins the championship. That what is, if he takes
0: away his finish? That is awesome. That, I think that's an amazing stipulation because, as we just heard coming back from break, he mentioned it by name. He mentioned, "Ah, yeah, I know you're going to claymore me into the ground." Exactly. I I think, bully. That that that's a wonderful stipulation. Now, again. We, that last night was the, the, the final Monday Night rule. That would have been pretty cool if they would have announced that last night. That, you know what, come up on Sunday, the Claymore
2: is banned. And if you use it, you get disqualified and you lose the championship. I disagree. Okay, why? If, if you would have gotten the announcement last night that the match was a no claymores allowed match, does that really tickle your fancy? Does that really do anything for you? Does that make you go, oh, my God, I really have to see this match now?
0: I think it adds a little something,
2: but I think I know where you're going. It's more of better as a surprise just before the match. Absolutely. Because now you're wondering what kind of match are they going to have? What kind of match are they going to have? Are they going to have this match, that match? Are they going to have a flaming tables match? Are they going to have a barbed wire, no rope match? Are they going to have a a, a a moat filled with piranha around the ring match? What are they going to do? And just in that guessing, you build yourself up to want to see the pay per view, and then you get the you know I don't want to say the letdown because I don't think it's a letdown. It it makes sense for for uh, Dolph to take away Drew's you know number one bullet in his arsenal, you know the Claymore. So and then and then we see how they get to the finish and how they can work around the finish and what they can do with it. I I think to that's me that's the most logical way to go.
0: Now, it is extreme rules, and they have, you know, we're going to see a lot of extreme things on Sunday. That doesn't fit, but you know what? It's the only thing I can think of which makes the, the match intriguing. You know, like you said, you know, um, you know, no holds bar, no disqualification, you know, kendo stick on a pole, chairs and ladders and all that stuff, that's just dressing that doesn't really fit into that match that's going to get me excited. Honestly, Bully, the only thing that would get me excited for the match is the stipulation that you just sat set down. Because I actually think that's a really good one because everything has been, since Drew McIntyre has won that title, even the build of him winning that title has been the Claymore. It says so on his t-shirt. So to take that away from Drew McIntyre, that's something I think is intriguing for that main event match on Sunday.
2: I mean, that's just right off the top of my head. If I had the pencil, that's what I would do because, like I said, it makes logical sense. Anything else – and listen, Dolph is a very creative guy. Uh, Drew is creative. Uh, Maybe they've come up with something that's, uh, you know, even better than that. Could be a really interesting finish where if they did get a table involved and – you know, like Drew was coming at Dolph and Dolph had a table in front of him. If Drew kicked right through the table and, and, you know, did he claim more of the table or did he claim more, uh, you know, Dolph? That would be interesting to see his foot go right through the table and kick Dolph straight in the head. I mean, there's, there's a lot. You can get really creative with it, but I think Dolph taking away his finish is the number one thing they can do.
0: I agree, boy, and that's a great idea by you. Also, too, we know this for a fact, is that... It's going to be a very good match. Dolph Ziggler is phenomenal in the ring. He sells like nobody's business. And there is a history between Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Who knows? Maybe we see Heath Slater again on Sunday. There's a lot of things that they can do that could be fun and intriguing. But one thing we do know, between the ropes, this is the one match, Bully, where you don't need a a cinematic-type match. Because as far as a pure pro wrestling
2: match, you can get that from Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Listen, uh, with Dolph in there, like you said, it's impossible to have a bad match. Uh, These guys are going to have great chemistry. I love the dynamic of the bigger guy and the smaller guy. Sometimes it's a little rough with the smaller heel to get heat on the bigger baby face. But Dolph knows exactly what he's doing out there. They'll have some great false finishes. I do believe the match will be very exciting. Looking forward to the stipulation. And the fact that they didn't tell us anything is what has me more intrigued than anything else.
0: Yeah, and, and again, it's smart by the WWE. Maybe one of the reasons that you do tune into the pay-per-view is find out what the stipulation is. You know, if you find out what the stipulation was, like you said, maybe you're just not that excited about one of the crazy stipulations, speaking about Sunday, is this eye for an eye match with Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins. Like Murphy said to Seth Rollins, it's really not an eye for an eye, is it? And Seth Rollins is like. It is, and Rey Mysterio made it very clear that it's going to be. And Seth Rollins in his promo said, you know, he's going to take his other eye. He's not going to be able to see his son get married or graduate or or anything. Like, they are really going forward and ahead with this eye for an eye match on Sunday. Sounds crazy, but we're getting it. And I'm wondering how that's going to play
2: out at Extreme Rules. I think Stan Hansen should be the special guest referee. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You know, Vader, you know, in Vader's
0: memory, you know, that eye popping out of his socket. Um, But this is, this is where things could get a little wonky. This is where, you know, cinematic and people are already talking about CGI being involved. I don't think there's ever been a time where CGI was involved in a pro wrestling match. We may get that on Sunday. Again, Sounds crazy, but during these times, I guess you have to do whatever it takes to be entertaining to get people tuned in. There is that morbid curiosity of what they're going to do on Sunday with this matchup.
2: I am curious how they get to the finish because they seem to be promoting it in a way where the only way you can go over in this match is to pluck somebody's eye out. I, you know, I went on the old Twitter machine last night and I put up that gif of, uh, Uma Thurman plucking the eye out of, uh, L driver from, uh, from Kill Bill, uh, whether they go cinematic or not, I have no idea that the only, here's the problem I see. If the If the object of the match is to win by taking your opponent's eye out, that means the entire match you got to go be going for your opponent's eye. So, how creative can you stay, and for how long? So, I think it it might benefit them to go a little shorter with this. How they're going to get to this eye thing, I don't know. I am interested to see how they do it. But if you're going to, it's kind of like promoting a Texas death match, Dave. Nobody actually dies in a Texas yes, death match. And very true. rarely is it held in Texas. <laughs> you know? <laughs> kind of false advertising in a way. A
0: little bit. But I can see you know? people being this. Nobody died. False advertising. I want my yeah. money back. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. I mean, we don't actually have to see the eye pop out. It could be going after the eye. Oh, who knows? The one thing I do find curious, because you brought up Kill Bill, and this is me going full circle on a lot of what you've been saying. Seth Rollins has been very busy on social media, and he's been tweeting out uh, clips of Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. What have you always said about Uma Thurman and Kill Bill? Very much of what we saw at Becky Lynch at times, she has had those that ring gear, you know, a la Uma Thurman of Kill Bill. Now we know that she has stepped aside to start a family. She stepped aside, you know, because she's starting a family and having a baby. But I'm sorry. All I keep thinking is about Becky Lynch showing up in that ring gear like Uma Thurman. I don't know. It's in my head. It's because of you. It's the way you've explained it. And totally true. And watching these clips that Seth Rollins has sent out on his social media account, when I see Uma Thurman, I think I see Becky Lynch.
2: Listen, we were talking about Becky Lynch being portrayed as that Uma Thurman bride character in Kill Bill long before they ever started to portray her as that character. Yeah. And she actually started to dress up like that character. So if you if you ever doubted that they listen, just check out what you know the direction that they went in with Becky. Him tweeting out those gifts is fine. I get it. Uh it's fun. I just want to see how they get there. And remember, let's say they get there in a cinematic way, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say they get there in some some really cool horror movie effect way where Seth Rollins actually is able to pluck out Rey Mysterio's eyeball, and let's say we see an eyeball rolling on the floor, and let's see this blood gushing out of Rey's eye socket, and yada, yada, and we're saying, wow, that looks so great, it's so realistic, it's so awesome. What do we have to see from Rey Mysterio after that? We're going to have to see him bandaged up and not being able to see, being blinded. Yeah, no, nobody's going to be bandaged up after having their eye removed. We have to see Rey Mysterio gone. Nobody gets their eye plucked out and shows up next Monday on Raw with just a bandage around his eye. And I'm glad you said that, Bully, because everybody
0: on social media is like, you know, Rey Mysterio's winning this match. Everybody's already posting pictures of Seth Rollins with the patch over his eye. But who's the wrestler that's wrestling without a contract right now? It's Rey Mysterio. I mean, we've taken phone calls about Rey Mysterio not being under contract. So if anyone's going away... It's going to be Rey Mysterio. Maybe this is the way they write off Rey Mysterio. And maybe this is the way that takes Seth Rollins'
2: character and his persona to a whole nother level. There's no doubt if they have to if they're if they're on a handshake with Ray and they're trying to work out contract with Ray, this is a good way to get him off TV for a while. It's also a good way to have Dominic turn on him and go with Seth Rollins if that's the direction that they want to go in, especially if it's Dominic who's doing the plucking of his dad's eye. There's a lot of very interesting ways that they can do this storyline wise. I don't know what their end result is, but they have options. And Dave, we always talk about on the show how creative having options is the best thing because now we can determine which way we want to go with a storyline. You have Dominic involved, you know, Alistair's, uh, not Alistair, um, um, his disciples. Uh, oh, with Murphy. Murphy, you know, Murphy's there. Who knows what's going to happen with him? Are they going to pluck an eye out? Hey, does Ray pluck out Seth's eye? You know, the thought of plucking out Seth's eye kind of reminds me of the heel from the movie Waterworld. Now, I know everybody hated Waterworld, but I actually liked that movie. What was the heel's name in Waterworld? He wore the eye patch. <laughs> I know it was, I, I know who you're talking about. I did watch that movie. I wasn't a fan, but Dennis Hopper Dennis Hopper's character in Water. Yes. Dennis Hopper's character in Waterworld, I thought he was a phenomenal heel who was so deranged in the head that he was able to overcome the pain of missing an eye. You know, So who knows if that's the way they're going to go with Seth Rollins. But uh, to,
0: just, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but to me, go. this is the perfect opportunity for Seth. I don't want to see Seth Rollins lose this match. I don't want to see Seth Rollins on Monday with a patch over his eye. I think this is a way to have Seth Rollins' character go to another level. We had, we Tommy and I did a show on the greatest deals of all time, Bully. And at my number one was Kevin Sullivan. Why? Because Kevin Sullivan scared the shit out of him. He had to spike. You know, what he did to Dusty Rhodes. Like, you know... That's taking a heel to another level. If they can do that with Seth Rollins, like now with Seth Rollins, I got to be honest with you. It's one of the weaker segments on the show are the ones with Seth Rollins because there's no meat on the bone. He takes out a Hall of Famer's eye, blinds him like Rey Mysterio to the fact that Rey Mysterio is completely off the show and written off the show. That's going to take Seth Rollins to like epic heel proportions. This is a very, very good time for the WWE to make a heel. And in this climate in 2020, it's difficult to do. They can do that with Seth Rollins. And then Seth Rollins is not going to be filler anymore. He is going to be one of the, if not the top heel in the company, if they play it right on Sunday, Bully.
2: For those of our fans who don't know, give me the quick cliff notes of Kevin version and The Spike. Kevin Sullivan and the spike. Well, the Singapore
0: spike, you know, and what he did to Dusty Rhodes and and just the bloodbath that was, you know, Dusty Rhodes with that spike in his eye. And, and, you know, we saw it later on in his career, too, with Dusty and the Road Warriors, like with, you know, you, you can do that. You can you can do something like that. And here's the chance to do it. I mean it's a pay-per-view it's not a Monday night raw ro- this could be a bloodbath on Sunday uh, at extreme rules bully if they really truly wanted
2: to be I would t- did Kevin Sullivan using the spike on Dusty Rhodes work yes was Kevin Sullivan hated yes he was was Dusty definitely loved had, of like no other is Rey Mysterio loved yes he is is this a great opportunity to get Seth Rollins more hated Damn right it is. How long ago did Kevin Sullivan stick that spike in Dusty Rhodes' eye? Oh, dear God. 40-plus years ago? A generation ago. Yeah. Nobody but guys like us and older are going to remember it. Why not recreate it? Recreate it in a better way. And with, uh, with the abilities that WWE has with the cinematic stuff or anything like that, why not create it in a way that can take the Kevin Sullivan Dusty Rhodes spike story to the next level. The experts of MLB Network Radio. Watch how you're landing if you're pitching. You're not in line.
0: So now you're losing power. You're losing strength. Ryan Spielborgs. You're going to have arm side run. You're not going to be as accurate. You're going to lose power. You're going to lose velocity. That's where we're at. It's no longer a field.
2: Now we can actually take data from force plates that can show you you're costing yourself energy. Baseball talk at the next level. MLB Network Radio, Sirius 209, XM 89, and on the Sirius XM app. Let's
0: go back to Monday Night Raw from last night, and that main event, championship match for the Women's Tag Team Championship. You got your champions, Bailey and Sasha Banks, going up against the Kabuki Warriors and Kari Sane and Asuka. You thought Kari Sane had it won? And you know what? Good tag team wrestling—you always have your partner's back. And Bailey had Sasha's back, and it turned into the bank statement with Kari saying tapping, and it's leading to what we're going to see on Sunday. What did
2: you think of the main event? And did just did it sell you on what we're going to see Sunday at Extreme Rules? Uh, I really enjoyed the main event. I thought all four of those women stepped up. Uh, the question that I posed on the Twitter machine before we came on the show today is: Which one of the women in the women's division? do you think stands to benefit the most from Charlotte not being around right now? And I think all of them are benefiting from it. You know, Charlotte casts a huge shadow on that women's division. Uh, she's, you know, she's top of the food chain. She, she's, she's number one. She's, she's the best out there. And sometimes a lot of other women don't get the opportunities because you have such a megastar star likes, uh, like Charlotte around. Well, Now that she's taken time off to get uh, some medical procedures done, this gives the other women a chance to shine and flourish. And I think all four of them shined and flourished last night. And I tell you, Carrie Sane really caught my eye. I thought she was the MVP last night. You don't have to go over to get over. And, you know, she tapped. But I thought her fire was great last night. Her offense was really strong last night. You know, Carrie is a tiny, tiny little woman. So she really has to bring her offense uh, a lot more for it to be believable in my eyes just because like even if she throws a forearm you know she's so small that she doesn't have this huge windup. so everything that Kari does has to look bigger she's probably only what like I don't know, five foot two, whatever, five foot. Yeah, you know everything that she does at five foot two, she needs to make it look like she's six foot two. And I thought last night she did a better job with that of making everything look bigger and mean more. I liked her facials after the stuff that she did. She really, really looked into it. They all looked like that. They were really into it, Um, and I think they realize. That they're going to be allowed to go out there and truly, truly perform because there's not the worry of the megastar being around. Uh, I, I like the, I like, I really like what Sasha and Bailey are doing. I, I think Sasha has been a breath of fresh air uh, to herself. Lately, sometimes in the past, you could tell that Sasha might not have been as into what she was doing as she is now. Every time I see these two go out there, they look like they're having a blast. They're 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 gelling well together. They're playing really well off of each other, and I think everything is working. Obviously, Oscar did great. I found it interesting. Who was on announced last night? It was it was Byron. It was Samoa Joe, and who else? And uh, and Phillips. Okay, one of them what? Was about to say, or they did say, but it was edited out. They said Asuka trained by, and then you didn't hear who she was trained by. And I guarantee you, whoever was saying that was said Minoru Suzuki, and they dropped it out because I, could, you know, I could picture Kevin Dunn or Vince going, "Nobody knows who Minoru Suzuki is." But, uh, but yeah, Asuka. They were talking about Asuka's level of toughness. Asuka being trained in Japan by somebody like Minoru Suzuki. Asuka just so, so tough. Um, so I, I, double thumbs up for me last night in the women's tag main event. Uh, I liked the finish. Uh, I liked the way they got into the finish. Normally with, a tag, normally with a tag team match, I like to see a tag team finish and the match. But none of these women are traditional tag team wrestlers. So I didn't mind uh, the tap out. Hey,
3: everyone.
0: Coming up on Wednesday night, we have Fight for the Fallen and a match that everybody is looking forward to, myself included, is Cody putting up that AEW TNT Championship match against our guest who joins us now for the very first time ever on Busted Open, and that is Sonny Kiss. Sonny, how are you today? Hey, hey, thanks for having me. I'm very excited and to have goodbye. Sonny Kiss and Sonny Kiss. Oh, there, there you are. Hello, Sorry, I got a phone. I phone call. That's okay. <laughs> I got a phone know? call.
2: Sorry about
3: that.
0: It's only national
2: well, radio. It's only national radio, Sonny. No big deal. You might want to put that thing on. Do not disturb.
3: Okay.
0: Uh, one sec. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's all right. It's always good when a veteran like Bully Ray talks to some of the younger wrestlers and tells them. The this and that. So, Sunny Kiss, again, thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, Fight for the Fall and coming up on Wednesday, you're going up against Cody for that AEW TNT Championship. And for somebody that, as a fan and as somebody who hosts this show, I've been waiting. You know, we see you a lot on AEW Dark. It's exciting to see you now featured on AEW Dynamite, but not only featured in a championship match like the one we're going to get on Wednesday. Talk about it.
3: Um, it's awesome. I, last year, Side for the Fallen, uh, I was in the buy in at the pre show. And it's amazing because now I'm like, it's the complete opposite. I'm like in a major spot. Um, so it, it's amazing. It feels really good that the company is like, you know, investing in me and uh, fully believing in me to pull this off. So, uh, and I accepted Cody's challenge and uh, now it's happening. So heck like, yeah, can't wait.
2: Sonny, what advantages do you have over Cody and how exactly do you plan on beating him?
3: I think I am more flexible you know I come from a dance background <laughs> so I'm uh, more flexible but um I've kind of just been like taking this time to uh mentally kind of like suppress myself because it's a huge high profile match for me so uh I'm just kind of like thinking more mental than physical because my abilities speak for themselves so um I've been, sh- been trying to um, stay mentally grounded because that's uh what I need to do the most
2: for sure Do you ever get out, you know, sometimes in wrestling, wrestlers blow up. And when you blow up, it's either because you're in bad cardio condition in your lungs, which you definitely are not um, because you're in phenomenal shape. Um, And then wrestlers blow up in the mind also because of nerves. And once you blow up in the mind, I mean, it's very hard to come back from that. So, like, is is this the biggest match that you've ever had? And have you ever blown up mentally in a wrestling ring?
3: I have. Um, I'm a person who just wants to do so well. I overthink a lot of things because, first of all, be, me being who I am, I have to probably come a little bit harder in this business. So um, I definitely, definitely overthink a lot of things. And even for, uh, I remember we had our match uh, back at House of Hardcore, I was overthinking the littlest things, and it's just because uh, here I am alongside these legends, you know, people that I grew up watching. Sorry, I probably aged you a little bit. But, um...
2: Oh, that's <laughs> right. right yeah. It's my birthday. You didn't even wish me a happy <laughs> yeah, birthday right. yet. It's yeah. boys' birthday happy today. Birthday! Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh,
3: but, yeah, no, so, um... I overthink a lot of things because I know I have to prove myself in a different kind of light. So, um, yeah, I definitely have done that before, but now, um, with this match, like I said, I have to mentally kind of suppress that, you know, those nerves and just kind of like be confident and just go in there ready to kick ass. You
0: you know, bully, you mentioned uh, advantages that sunny kiss has over Cody. One is sunny kiss is a good person. And also, you know, he doesn't let his emotions get the best of him like Cody does, but I digress. Um, Sonny, this is a – it's just the truth. Sonny, this is a a big – this is really a a big opportunity for you because you mentioned uh, the House of Hardcore match uh, that was at in in Philly at the ECW Arena where you were with, you know, Tommy Dreamer and Bully Ray. I was the uh, special guest referee for that match. I don't know if you remember that, so I'm sure that made you a little nervous too. But, you know, when you have something like what we're going to get on Wednesday, uh, do you get nervous? Do, do you th- do you think about it beforehand? Do you just go in? This is going to be on TV. So, like, you know, Bully's talking about in your head. But could nerves be a good thing before a matchup like what we're going to see on Wednesday?
3: Oh, well, Dustin's my mentor. Um, so he and I talk all the time. And uh, he always tells me, if you're not nervous, then, you know, you're not doing, some, you know, something's not right. Um, so that, I think nerves can definitely be good in the sense that there's, you're putting all your passion into this because uh, no one's nervous about anything that they're not passionate about or whatever. So, um, yeah, so it's more so about the passion that I bring and um, it's just a matter of not letting those nerves get the best of you.
2: Sonny, I'm the kind of guy that knows if I like a song within five seconds. Like, the minute I hear that beat, I know if I'm going to like it. And with pro wrestling, I know if I'm going to like something really, really quick. The first time I saw you and Janella on screen together, I was like, wow, there's something there. And I knew in about five seconds. And what I've seen from you and Joey on screen with the vignettes, you know, especially the one at the gas station, I've been into it, and I think it has legs. I think it has real legs. Not as good as the legs you have, because you got phenomenal legs, kid. But uh, are you? Did I make you blush, honey? Um, Tell me about. (laughs) Tell me about the storyline with Janela. Are you enjoying it? And would you like to see it go a lot farther?
3: Yes, I definitely enjoy the storyline. Joey and I have driven together on the indies. Uh, I've known him for many, many years. He's awesome. Uh, we both have like uh, very like kind of out there, like unabashed characters. Um, so it's really awesome that they, they put us together because it's authentic um, and it comes across that way. Um, as you said, you, you've seen it and automatically liked it. Um, I would like to actually um, maybe it become a TV show. Or like a tv series too as well just because it's very interesting and i think it uh, also opens a dialogue between having a heterosexual and an lgbt person together um i think that people need to see that representation because everybody has a gay uncle maybe a gay aunt mother brother sister and i think it's really really cool to see that dynamic actually on screen together because it's like okay this is pretty normal um and yeah it is
2: so um, I, I didn't definitely know, I didn't know and we've I didn't Sorry. know Joey was gay. <laughs> <laughs> you are so
1: ridiculous. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, Joey is most certainly not. An- <laughs> <laughs> he, he is he is a huge ally, and, he and I It's magic. It's really magic, and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy doing. And I can't wait to um, you know see what happens for us in the future, for sure. And-
0: And and Sonny, you talked about representation and, you know, having that representation and being such a positive one and the positive influence that it has had. And obviously, you know, a lot of uh, your fellow pro wrestlers, you know, there were some negative tweets. Again, they're always going to have ignorance in the world. I mean, obviously, we're seeing a lot of that in 2020. And how great it was to see, you know, other AEW wrestlers on the roster defend you. Um, you know, on social media, which social media at times can be a cesspool of negativity. How has this last week been for you seeing some of the negative comments about you being in the match with Cody and how, you know, people really came to your defense, not that they had to or should have, but they did because they felt like they needed to have your
3: back. Um, well, I have been open and comfortable with who I am, as I said in the, um, the post, since I was maybe a ki- like baby, like I was like maybe five or six years old. Um, I have a very supportive family um, also, so that kind of helps as well. But um, you, there's not a person that can tell me who I am. I've known who I've been since I was a kid. So um, there's nothing that anyone can say that's going to hurt me because I've heard it all before. Um, I'm very, very, very very confident and very comfortable. Um, with regarding to the, um, the the backlash and people kind of like helping, um, I, I think it's kind of, it's great because like I said, it, it, it creates a dialogue between the people, especially heterosexuals and people like that, because they need to kind of converse about that and let people know that, hey, no, we're moving forward. Um, we're all inclusive. And the wrestling community As well, should definitely be all inclusive. So
0: no, 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 I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just telling Bully that I was going to. I had one follow up question. (laughs) I didn't mean mean to interrupt you because you know this is this is where like AEW to me she you know, gets a lot of credit because, you know, this is like not storylines or, you know, we're not going to f- spotlight or focus. It's just that, hey, these are the people that are part of our roster. These are the mm-hmm. people that make up AEW and, hey, let's move forward. And, and and this is common. This is normal. This is the way it should be in our nation and in, in the world right now. So it's not like, all right, we need to, you know, wave a flag about it. Just say, hey, this is, this is life in 2020. And I, yes. I really – I really think AEW really should get a lot of credit for having this progressive mindset when it comes to their wrestling company.
3: And they genuinely, generally are um, a very, very forward company. They're not about anything that's you know, discriminatory. Uh, they address every issue that we have, uh, any discomforts that we're feeling. Um, they definitely address it with us. We have tons of meetings and, and training um, to uh, make everyone feel more comfortable. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm very, very blessed and thankful for AEW. Uh,
2: I got to admit it, Sonny. I- I'm kind of ignorant to a lot of people's takes on your soci- your 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 situation with the whole social media thing that was going on because i honestly could give a rat's ass about y- your your personal life your sexuality anybody else who might have the same type of lifestyle that you do we're performers we're entertainers we're wrestlers All I care about is how you can perform when you come through the curtain. All I care about is that you can be a professional backstage. All I care about is that you bring your A game when we sit down and we have discussions about how we want to go out there and tear the house down and steal the show. Because that's my goal. I could care less afterwards. And you seem like the kind of dude that... No matter what, yeah, I'd have a drink with that guy. I'll go do shots with Sonny like I don't get why people are so against what you choose to do in your private life. I'm kind of why do you feel like people like is it just is it just fake hatred or do you really think it bothers people?
3: I think it's fake hatred for some. I think a lot of these like fake accounts and burner accounts, these people that have ten followers, things like that I think some of them may it just maybe just be fake and just trying to kind of like get attention. A lot of them probably have a miserable life, a miserable, you know, upbringing at home. Um, and it sucks. But, um, as, as I said in my post too, uh, these people that, you know, bash us online are probably likely feeling a lot more pain than they're inflicting on others. A lot of them are probably really, really going through something and they probably have like this, um, this this uh, not understanding of reality or something uh, i think there's definitely something deep-rooted in those people so i don't really think about it too too much i don't i i can't explain i can't speak for them and when you know and um, tell them uh, and say um that they're genuine or not or why it affects them so much but well, that's just my <laughs> take they're probably going through a lot
0: No, I I think a lot of people, when they're afraid, they, they lash out with anger. So I think especially with a tool like social media, it's easy, you know, if you are afraid, you know, to just lash out in anger and, and that those are probably people you should pity and, and, and not really factor in as far as being afraid of them for that's for sure. But let's get back into the, to the show that's taking place on Wednesday, you know. This is I mean AEW continuously now giving us pay-per-view quality shows on free TV on TNT and that's another case on Wednesday cuz it's not just your championship match we're also going to get the highly anticipated John Moxley and Taz match when you look ahead to that match as well like you know talk about that championship match and what it means to the show we're going to see on Wednesday
3: um, I mean, you're you're putting like a bunch of amazing talent, uh, superstars, literally all um, all in one show, and I think that that's kind of why, um, you know, you, you think it's going to be such like a high profile pay per view. Well, technically, it's for free, so uh, it's high profile show because they're literally like putting uh, powerhouse, you know, match after powerhouse match. So was, I think it's really really cool that they're kind of like, and even like with me, they're throwing me in there. Um, as something different, something that's usually not really seen, so I think that um, you know, it's just going to be an amazing, amazing thing, just having like, you know, Taz and everybody and people like that, so yeah, yeah, did I so, answer you said, your question? I'm sorry, I'm to go around. I dance around a little bit <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
0: alright Actually, I I apologize. I said Taz. I meant to say Brian Cades. It's Brian Cades and John Moxley. So I apologize for that. But again, that's the main event for Fight for the Fallen on Wednesday, AEW uh, Dynamite. And again, the match I'm most looking forward to. I mean, I'm looking forward to that match, but I'm really looking forward to Sonny Kiss and Cody for that AEW TNT Championship. And again, like, you mentioned it and Bully mentioned it. Those vignettes, those videos of you and Joey Janelle, like, I don't... You know, I, I'm glad that you're having this championship match. I'm glad that you're having the singles match, but watching these vignettes, I want to see more tag matches with you and Joey Janela after seeing some of these vignettes we've been watching on Wednesday night.
3: Uh, I think um, we, we will definitely probably get back to that. Um, uh, it's just a matter of timing. Uh, Joey Janela got to do his thing with Lance and they'll have this moment. Um, and I think that we could still be a great team and still have our own, you know, moments here and there. So, um,
2: yeah, all good. <laughs> Sonny, do you think it's time, especially in this match with Cody, to to show a different side of you, a a, a tough bastard side, a side that can truly go in there and out-wrestle and kick ass, and not so much of the exciting high flyer? Are are you into the punch, kick-in-the-face type of style, and do you think that that type of match might show people a different side of you?
3: Um, I don't know. I I want it to happen authentically if it is. And I feel like, um, um, people have definitely always tried to get me there because I'm always very graceful and, um, you know, I'm not a person who's very, very loud or, you know, um, very like, you know, kind of like harsh. So I feel like, um, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen authentically, but I'm sure naturally you're going to definitely see a lot more passion come out of me. Um, just because I know uh, how important this moment is, how important this match is. And, uh,
2: you know. You you said Dustin has been your mentor. What has been, like, the most important information that you've been able to learn from Dustin when it comes to being out there in that ring and performing?
3: Um, Do everything with conviction. Um, It's just kind of like, um, you know you can't, you can't be lazy. You can't kind of like, um, it, this is, this is, you know, this is an a, a amazing product and you have to kind of make sure the fans you're connecting with them. So you can't go out there and half ass things. You really, really have to commit to what you're doing and in every single bit of it from the selling to the facial expressions to everything. So yeah, just put a lot of commitment into everything. Yeah.
0: You know, Sonny, since this is the first time that you've been on the show uh, you know, what got you into pro wrestling? What made you want to be a pro wrestler?
3: <laughs> it's so funny. Um, when I was a kid, I actually played the video games first. Um, so I played the video game Revenge with my cousins. And <laughs> I was like maybe like eight, eight years old or something like that. So I don't know. It was- Something very, one of those ages when I was very young. But we played, like, Revenge. And I didn't didn't know who anyone was, really. I just kind of, like, picked random people. I gravitated towards random people. Um, And, and, like, eventually I kind of just started watching it on TV. Um, I was a dancer before I was a wrestler. um, But with dancing, um, you kind of like a dime a dozen. There's so many people that like you. Uh, There's no Sunny Kiss in wrestling. So I felt it was pretty much like, okay, this is mine to, to take. So wrestling was it.
2: At this juncture of your career, Sonny, what's more important to you, going over or getting over?
3: Definitely getting over. Um, I couldn't care less about going over. Um, I mean, I guess I do, but (laughs) um, uh, overall, I will say getting over is more important because I feel like even if – Uh, Whether I win or lose tomorrow, I'm going to definitely have this, like, super awesome, high-profile, hard-hitting match with Cody. Um, And if Cody gets the best of me, he does. But as long as I prove that I got some fight in me, they'll always want to put me in that position, so...
2: So so on the show, we we pull back the curtain a little bit uh, for educated wrestling fans. Um, so tomorrow, you show up to the arena and you find yourself uh, talking with Cody. If Cody looks at you and says, okay, lay out the whole thing, are you prepared to come with an entire match that you have come up with that will benefit you and him together? Um, I can't. Or are you just relying on him? No, not at all. I've already came up with... Yeah. <laughs>
3: Trust me, I've been brainstorming. I've been uh, awake at three, four in the morning, just because I know how important this match is. Like I said, um, I've been up three, four in the morning, kind of going over different spots and different ideas in my head, different different sequences that I can bring to the table to, um, you know, that that's not usually seen of me to so make the fans go like, oh, okay, this is what we've been we've been missing with Sunny. Um, but I'm definitely, definitely not exactly. I'm not too keen on like doing a whole thing by myself because I feel like creative juices flowing make a match better. So.
2: So can I give you a tiny bit of advice? Sure. Please do. You, you just talked about how you were up at three or four in the morning and you were thinking about different spots and different sequences for the match, right? Yes. Think about the story you want to tell. Of course. Yes. To think about that story you want to tell with Cody and just how hard you want to smash his face in for what he did to Dave LaGreca.
3: Yeah. I
0: mean, it's in case you haven't been listening and you should because we're on you know, Monday through Friday and you say you get up early so you have no problem time-wise, <laughs> is that uh, Cody banned me from AEW because I didn't like Star Wars. Like, is there more of an ignorant way to ban somebody than having a different taste in movies and banning that person? I mean, this is the number one sports talk show on Sirius XM for crying out loud. And banned me! And he's jealous of my fat heads that were at at every, uh, every AEW event You know, so I got, you know, I even got him a Cody fathead and he hung up on me when I was trying to give it to him for his birthday. Not that I'm upset or angry about it in any way, but, um... Yeah. I mean, so kick his ass, Sonny, is what I'm trying to say. Kick his ass. on. I am watching. I am important. I want everybody who is listening to this show right now. I don't give a shit about what else is on that night. Could care less. I want every busted Open Nation member to tune into AEW Dynamite on Wednesday to watch Sonny kiss. Kick Cody's ass and get that AEW TNT championship. That's all I want. That's all I'm asking, Sonny. Win. Win, baby, win. That's all I want. Win. Win, Win, baby, win, sonny. For God's (laughs) sakes. He doesn't deserve it. He's a bad person, Sonny. You're a good person. Beat him and win. You should be my manager.
2: Star Wars, give me a brisk Star Wars. Did you hear what he said, Dave? He, he should, should say, Sonny. "You should be my manager." Oh, that would distract oh. the hell out.
0: That would distract the hell out of him. Distract <laughs> him. You maybe that's really your way.
2: way back in, Dave. Maybe that's your way back in. You're in Sonny's corner. But you're behind I can, Sonny. I can make considering that Haley's I'm place. doing this
3: interview. I don't think that you're banned for very long. <laughs>
0: right. I mean, I know. I'm telling you right now, tomorrow's my birthday too. Tomorrow's my birthday. And Steady oh, Kiss is going up year. against Cody for the TNT show. That would be the Jeez. ultimate birthday. I could get to Daly's place if I drive after today's show. Just drive Daly's place. Yeah. Jump on a plane. Just get tested no on first.
3: That. What's get that? Tested for, get tested first and then you can come in.
1: You gotta get texted. I'll do that. I wear. I got a
0: mask. Look at. I got a mask. I made just for Cody. Nice safety mask. Look at that. Look at that. Return of the Jedi. It was okay. It was okay. (laughs) I got that. Like I got that. And I can wear that outside the ring. Oh my god. Why didn't we have? Why didn't we have this phone call earlier? So fight for the fall. And I mean, come on, Sonny Kiss. Come on. I'll give you my number. Fight for the fall and coming up tomorrow, 8 p.m. I'm telling you right now, I want every nation member, please, if you love me or even if you just like me a little, make sure you watch AEW Dynamite as Sonny Kiss makes history on TNT on live national TV by beating Cody Rhodes for that TNT. Not to put any pressure on you. To beat Cody Rhodes for that TNT championship tomorrow. Watch it. Win! Win, Sonny! Win! Thank you, Sonny Kiss, for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday
1: on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.